bird's eye view of the monuments must have been maybe even more spectacular for you than it was for us, but we are so proud that you did both of those flyovers and we are so proud that you are here. And now I would like to introduce our first speaker, a very special woman, someone who I have gotten to know through the years. You have gotten to know her, you fellow South Dakotans. She is a leader consistently challenging the status quo and working to make her state stronger for the next generation. She's a lifelong South Dakotan, and from the time she could walk, she worked beside her dad on the ranch. I love her too. In college, she married Brian, another South Dakota farm kid. She first got involved in politics after her father's tragic death, serving as a citizen legislator in the South Dakota State Legislature from 2007 to 2010, before serving South Dakota in the U.S. House of Representatives from 2011 to 2018. She recently gained national attention for her response to national events, including COVID-19, protests, and efforts to rewrite American history. And maybe even more importantly, she often says that her greatest accomplishment is raising three children who love the Lord, love their family, and know how to work hard. Would you please give it up for the wonderful governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. Good evening. You all look so good. Wow, thank you for coming. Mary, you are just absolutely wonderful. Aren't we proud of Mary Hart? So, I understand there's a lot of South Dakotans here. Who's here from South Dakota? <laughs> How many of you here tonight, it's your very first visit to South Dakota? Thank you for coming. That means the world to me. Say, tonight we have a very special guest with us. Um, we have um, the 174th Cyber Protection Unit is with us here tonight. Could they please stand? <laughs> Folks, uh, these soldiers were deployed for 13 months. Uh, as a part of Operation Enduring Freedom, and they never got a welcome home. So we decided to throw a big party tonight and officially welcome them home and thank them for their service. Would you give them a round of applause? Thank you for your service. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fantastic evening planned for you. And let me start 
by introducing someone that has been absolutely instrumental to making tonight happen. It is my honor to introduce David Bernhardt, who is the United States Secretary of the Interior. He was raised in a rural town of Rifle, Colorado, which I've actually elk hunted there, so fantastic elk and rifle. Secretary Bernhardt grew up hunting and fishing on public lands. He also has legal, policy, and administrative experience. He served nearly a decade in senior level positions at the department, including as solicitor and deputy secretary. Under his leadership, the Interior Department has expanded access to public lands. They've advanced American energy independence, strengthened the departmental ethics program, and also delivered billions of dollars in regulatory relief to beginning since the very beginning of the Trump administration. We are also honored to have his wife, Jenna, here this evening with us, as well as his daughter, Katie. So ladies and gentlemen, would you please join me in welcoming the United States Secretary of the Interior, David Bernhardt. Good evening. Thank you, Governor. It is great to be in South Dakota. Over a decade ago, fireworks illuminated the sky over this memorial, a place that honors our former presidents. Tonight, they return. Tonight's celebration would not have been possible without the leadership of President Trump and Governor Nome. They called for a patriotic celebration and an incredible firework display here at Mount Rushmore. Mr. President, First Lady, Governor, members of Congress, and other guests, welcome to Mount Rushmore. This magnif magnificent monument, surrounded by the beauty of the Black Hills of South Dakota, tells the story of the birth, the development, and the preservation of our incredible nation. Few places are more central to the collective American identity than Mount Rushmore. Overlooking us are George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. These great leaders forged our great nation and preserved it. The Department of the Interior's National Park Service is entrusted as the steward and the guardian of our national parks, monuments, and battlefields, all of which tell American story. This story includes moments of great triumph, as well as setbacks and challenges. Reflecting upon these moments in our history provides solace, rejuvenation, and inspiration to all of us. Please join me in giving a hand of thanks to the wonderful employees of our National Park Service, and particularly those here at Rushmore, Mount Rushmore who have worked tirelessly to put this event on. Thank you. Now, they're awesome. Now, as we are under the gaze of Teddy Roosevelt, I cannot help but note that it was through President Roosevelt's leadership and resolve that we were able to enjoy the public lands and experience our national parks. And it is in Roosevelt's conservation spirit 
that earlier this year, President Trump called on Congress to pass a historic agreement investing in our public lands. Last month, the Senate passed legislation that he called for, and later this month, we expect Congress will approve legislation to provide our national parks and public lands with the most significant investment in generations so that our children and grandchildren can fully enjoy the splendors of sites like Mount Rushmore. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Uh, on this day in 1776, John Adams described his vision of how we should celebrate our nation's independence. He said it should be marked with pomp and prayed with show, shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of the continent to the other. 244 years later, President Trump fosters Adams' vision, even in times of challenge. Adams recognized, it's pretty awesome, Adams recognized that our Independence Day would bring American people together. By doing so, we can each reflect on and appreciate the principles and freedoms that bind us together to make America the greatest nation on the planet. Thank you, and God bless America. Thank you, Secretary Bernhardt, and thanks to your entire team. This was no small feat pulling off this evening's uh, events, and you guys were just absolute rock stars in helping us get it accomplished. It is so good to be with all of you tonight. I just appreciate you coming and helping us celebrate our Independence Day. We have been working since before I was even sworn in as governor to get to this night tonight. Uh, in fact, uh, when we had the ticket system set up, we had over 125,000 people sign up in a three-day period to get to be one of the 7,500 people that are sitting here tonight in these seats for this celebration. Congratulations to all of you that are here in place. Now, whether you're visiting one of our largest cities or our smaller towns, South Dakota is a state that prides itself on the close-knit nature of our communities. Tonight, if you look to your left, if you look to your right, you're going to see that this crowd isn't just from South Dakota, but it's from everywhere across this nation. We just appreciate you coming, and we know that this is a celebration. Across America these last several weeks, we have been witnessing a very troubling situation unfold. In real time, we are watching an organized, coordinated campaign to remove and eliminate all references to our nation's founding and many other points in our history. You know, rather than looking to the past to help improve our future, some are trying to wipe away the lessons of history, lessons that we should be teaching to our children and to our grandchildren. This approach focuses exclusively on our forefathers' flaws, but it fails to capitalize on the opportunity to learn from their virtues. Make no mistake, this is being done deliberately to discredit America's founding principles by discrediting the individuals who formed them. 
so that America can be remade into a different political image. Tonight, tonight I want to invite you all and those around the country watching. The founding generation has important things to tell us about America's past, its present, and its future. Remember, our independence was the result of many stars aligning, including a unique assembly of powerful writers, gifted thinkers, and tremendous generals. And don't forget, they were supported by a simple citizen army that defeated the world's most powerful empire. Against all odds and incredible struggle, we can find examples of perseverance, dedication, and commitment to certain fundamental truths. These men did not stage a revolt against the Kingdom of Great Britain for personal gain or for personal power. They did it because they knew they had to, in order to defend their rights to live, work, and worship as they saw fit. You know, following the British defeat, we could have had a king, but instead, we had a man who walked away from his position as commander-in-chief, and then he also walked away from the presidency. These examples, like so many others, rarely make the cut when looking back on their lives, but they undoubtedly serve as an illustration of all that Americans should emulate. Now, towards this effort, the signers of the Declaration of Independence pledged their lives and their sacred honor. The Declaration is arguably one of the most important statements of purpose ever written not just because it serves as a justification for our independence to the entire world, but also because it has led to our prosperity and inspired many other nations and peoples to seek freedom. These words are not remembered nearly enough today. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Let us never forget, especially today, that our government, Let us never forget that today, that our government has the power that it does because the people have consented to it. We have consented specifically to a government that will serve all of us equally and that it will protect and uphold the fundamental rights enumerated by our Constitution. It is our duty to renew our commitment to these ideals and to pass them on to those who come after us. These ideals cannot be dismissed as the irrelevant opinions of flawed men. Our founders had their flaws, certainly. But to use those flaws to condemn their ideals is unjust and self-defeating. How many of us have lived up to our own ideals? Without the words, the ideals, and the sacrifices of these few, the world would not have a ringing example of true freedom. We can speak and write, worship, work, defend ourselves, and even protest as we see fit because of these men and their ideals. To attempt to cancel the founding generation is an attempt to cancel our own freedoms. Now,
The rich and beautiful lands on which many of us live and in which we're now standing today are the result of men and women searching for more. At times, especially today, it seems like we're often paralyzed by the present and we're defeatist about the future. Our country was founded by dissidents and people seeking to make a better life for themselves and for their children. People all over the world continue to flock to America today. The simple reason is that it is our commitment to the ideals that were laid out by our forefathers. The struggle to maintain the union was about the proposition that America must live up to the principles articulated in the Declaration. And America's rebirth allowed a fuller realization of the fundamental purposes of government articulated in the Declaration. In 1862, a simple question was put before Congress. Can we do better? Our choice was clear. We could either nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope on earth. The way is plain, peaceful, generous, just, a way which, if followed, the world will forever applaud. The men and women who built this country envisioned an America that would project a positive influence throughout the world to spread the values of the rule of law, optimism, and liberty to places that had not known them. They also took on the mission of protecting the natural wonders of the West, something all of us sitting here tonight can be thankful for. In particular, I think many of us, especially those of us that are on the political front lines, would be wise to remember. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with the cold and timid souls who neither knew victory or defeat. Boy, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more appropriate quote to guide leaders today. Leadership requires wisdom, a will to act, and the confidence to stand up for what's right. Our love for America and our commitment to stand for the principles that make America unique deserves to be applauded. We honor these men and women for their contributions, their leadership, all the positive things that they represent, the things that make America unique, and call us to live up to our promises. This Independence Day, let us be grateful that we have such words and such examples to follow, and that others were willing to sacrifice so much to create a land in which liberty and law can be protected. Let us not destroy history. Let us learn from it by preserving and imitating what is good about it. We are all... We are all committed to a country where any person, regardless of their standing at birth, can make anything of themselves. This applied to me. I was just a farm kid. Now I'm the first female governor of South Dakota. But it applies to everyone else too. Let us, like our founding fathers, pledge our own lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor to the cause of liberty 
and self-government so that we may continue to have the freedom to follow our conscience, to build our lives, and to live in peace. Now, I want to introduce someone who understands precisely what it means to brave the dangers of the arena. Someone who strives valiantly, who knows great enthusiasms, who spends himself in a worthy cause, and who has firmly and repeatedly stated his commitment to place Americans, American liberty, American safety, and the American Constitution before anything else. I am talking, I am talking, of course, about President Donald Trump. Mr. President, Mr. President, welcome to South Dakota, and thank you. Thank you for your efforts to bring this beautiful celebration of American independence, history, and liberty to fruition. Thank you for your efforts to remind the American people that they provide the consent of the governed on which the legitimate government depends. Ladies and gentlemen, President Donald Trump.
Well, thank you very much, and Governor Nome and Secretary Bernhardt, we very much appreciate it. Members of Congress, distinguished guests, and a very special hello to South Dakota. As we begin this Fourth of July weekend, the First Lady and I would wish each and every one of you a very, very happy Independence Day. Thank you. Let us show our appreciation to the South Dakota Army and Air National Guard and the U.S. Air Force for inspiring us with that magnificent display of American air power. And, of course, our gratitude, as always, to the legendary and very talented Blue Angels. Thank you very much. Let us also send our deepest thanks to our wonderful veterans, law enforcement, first responders, and the doctors, nurses, and scientists working tirelessly to kill the virus. They are working hard. I want to thank them very, very much. We're grateful as well to your state's congressional delegation, Senator John Thune. John, thank you very much. Senator Mike Rounds. Thank you, Mike. And Dusty Johnson, Congressman. Hi, Dusty. Thank you. And all others with us tonight from Congress, thank you very much for coming. We appreciate it. There could be no better place to celebrate America's independence than beneath this magnificent, incredible, majestic mountain and monument to the greatest Americans who have ever lived. Today, we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. I am here as your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. And Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. We gather tonight to herald the most important day in the history of nations, July 4th, 1776. At those words, every American heart should swell with pride. Every American family should cheer with delight. And every American patriot should be filled with joy. Because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the history of the world. And it will soon be greater than ever before. Our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution 
in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. It was all made possible by the courage of 56 patriots who gathered in Philadelphia 244 years ago and signed the Declaration of Independence. They enshrined a divine truth that changed the world forever when they said, all men are created equal. These immortal words set in motion the unstoppable march of freedom. Our founders boldly declared that we are all endowed with the same divine rights given us by our Creator in heaven. And that which God has given us, we will allow no one ever to take away, ever. Seventeen seventy-six represented the culmination of thousands of years of Western civilization and the triumph of not only spirit, but of wisdom, philosophy, and reason. And yet, as we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for, struggled, they bled to secure. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, to face our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. One of their political weapons is cancel culture, driving people from their jobs, shaming dissenters, and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. This is the very definition of totalitarianism, and it is completely alien to our culture and to our values, and it has absolutely no place in the United States of America.
This attack on our liberty, our magnificent liberty, must be stopped, and it will be stopped very quickly. We will expose this dangerous movement, protect our nation's children, end this radical assault, and preserve our beloved American way of life. In our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. That's very true, actually. That is why I am deploying federal law enforcement to protect our monuments, arrest the rioters, and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law. I am pleased to report that yesterday, federal agents arrested the suspected ringleader of the attack on the statue of the great Andrew Jackson in Washington, D.C. And in addition, hundreds more have been arrested. Under the executive order I signed last week, pertaining to the Veterans Memorial Preservation and Recognition Act and other laws, people who damage or deface federal statues or monuments will get a minimum of 10 years in prison. And obviously, that includes our beautiful Mount Rushmore. Our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, abolitionists, and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case 
is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias in education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. Against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. All perspective is removed. Every virtue is obscured. Every motive is twisted. Every fact is distorted. And every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. This movement is openly attacking the legacies of every person on Mount Rushmore. They defile the memory of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Today, we will set history and history's records straight. Before these figures were immortalized in stone, they were American giants in full flesh and blood, gallant men whose intrepid deeds unleashed the greatest leap of human advancement the world has ever known. Tonight, I will tell you, and most importantly, the youth of our nation, the true stories of these great, great men. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength, grace, and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on Earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led those patriots to ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, he took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness, many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton. After forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet, at Yorktown, General Washington did not claim power but simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and was unanimously elected our first president. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, 
King George called him the greatest man of the age. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. Thomas Jefferson, the great Thomas Jefferson, was 33 years old when he traveled north to Pennsylvania and brilliantly authored one of the greatest treasures of human history, the Declaration of Independence. He also drafted Virginia's Constitution and conceived and wrote the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, a model for our cherished First Amendment. After serving as the first Secretary of State and then Vice President, he was elected to the presidency. He ordered American warriors to crush Barbary pirates. He doubled the size of our nation with the Louisiana Purchase. And he sent the famous explorers Lewis and Clark into the West on a daring expedition to the Pacific Ocean. He was an architect, an inventor, a diplomat, a scholar, the founder of one of the world's great universities and an ardent defender of liberty. Americans will forever admire the author of American freedom, Thomas Jefferson. And he too will never, ever be abandoned by us. Abraham Lincoln, the savior of our union, was a self-taught country lawyer who grew up in a log cabin on the American frontier. The first Republican president, he rose to high office from obscurity based on a force and clarity of his anti-slavery convictions, very, very strong convictions. He signed the law that built the Transcontinental Railroad. He signed the Homestead Act, given to some incredible scholars as simply defined, ordinary citizens free land to settle anywhere in the American West. And he led the country through the darkest hours of American history, giving every ounce of strength that he had to ensure that government of the people, by the people, and for the people did not perish from this earth. He served as Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Armed Forces during our bloodiest war the struggle that saved our union 
and extinguished the evil of slavery. Over 600,000 died in that war. More than 20,000 were killed or wounded in a single day in Antietam. At Gettysburg 157 years ago, the Union bravely withstood an assault of nearly 15,000 men and threw back Pickett's charge. Lincoln won the Civil War. He issued the Emancipation Proclamation. He led the passage of the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery for all time. And ultimately, his determination to preserve our nation and our union cost him his life. For as long as we live, Americans will uphold and revere the immortal memory of President Abraham Lincoln. Theodore Roosevelt exemplified the unbridled confidence of our national culture and identity. He saw the tower grandeur of America's mission in the world, and he pursued it with overwhelming energy and zeal. As a lieutenant colonel during the Spanish-American War, he led the famous Rough Riders to defeat the enemy at San Juan Hill. He cleaned up corruption as police commissioner of New York City, then served as the governor of New York, vice president, and at 42 years old, became the youngest ever president of the United States. He sent our great new naval fleet around the globe to announce America's arrival as a world power. He gave us many of our national parks, including the Grand Canyon. He oversaw the construction of the awe-inspiring Panama Canal. And he is the only person ever awarded both the Nobel Peace Prize and the Congressional Medal of Honor. He was American freedom personified in full. The American people will never relinquish the bold, beautiful, and untamed spirit of Theodore Roosevelt. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart can't happen. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. The radical ideology attacking our country advances under the banner of social justice. But in truth, it would demolish both justice and society. 
It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance. And it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. They want to silence us, but we will not be silenced. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on Earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. We know that the American family is the bedrock of American life. We recognize the solemn right and moral duty of every nation to secure its borders. And we are building the wall. We remember that governments exist to protect the safety and happiness of their own people. A nation must care for its own citizens first. We must take care of America first. It's time. We believe in equal opportunity, equal justice, and equal treatment for citizens of every race, background, religion, and creed, every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. We want free and open debate, not speech codes and cancel culture. We embrace tolerance, not prejudice. We support the courageous men and women of law enforcement. We will never abolish our police or our great Second Amendment, which gives us the right to keep and bear arms. We believe that our children should be taught to love their country, honor their history, and respect our great American flag.
We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to Almighty God. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And these are the values that will guide us as we strive to build an even better and greater future. Those who seek to erase our heritage want Americans to forget our pride and our great dignity so that we can no longer understand ourselves or America's destiny. In toppling the heroes of 1776, they seek to dissolve the bonds of love and loyalty that we feel for our country and that we feel for each other. Their goal is not a better America. Their goal is to end America. In its place, they want power for themselves. But just as patriots did in centuries past, the American people will stand in their way, and we will win, and win quickly and with great dignity. We will never let them rip America's heroes from our monuments or from our hearts. By tearing down Washington and Jefferson, these radicals would tear down the very heritage for which men gave their lives to win the Civil War. They would erase the memory that inspired those soldiers to go to their deaths, singing these words of the battle hymn of the Republic. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. They would tear down the principles that propelled the abolition of slavery, and ultimately around the world, ending an evil institution that had plagued humanity for thousands and thousands of years. Our opponents would tear apart the very documents that Martin Luther King used to express his dream and the ideas that were the foundation of the righteous movement for civil rights. They would tear down the beliefs, culture, and identity that have made America the most vibrant and tolerant society in the history of the Earth. My fellow Americans, it is time to speak up loudly and strongly and powerfully and defend the integrity of our country. It is time for our politicians to summon the bravery and determination of our American ancestors. It is time. 
It is time to plant our flag and to protect the greatest of this nation for citizens of every race, in every city, and every part of this glorious land. For the sake of our honor, for the sake of our children, for the sake of our union, we must protect and preserve our history, our heritage, and our great heroes. Here tonight, before the eyes of our forefathers, Americans declare again, as we did 244 years ago, that we will not be tyrannized, we will not be demeaned, and we will not be intimidated by bad, evil people. It will not happen. We will proclaim the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, and we will never surrender the spirit and the courage and the cause of July 4th, 1776. Upon this ground, we will stand firm and unwavering. In the face of lies meant to divide us, demoralize us, and diminish us, we will show that the story of America unites us, inspires us, includes us all, and makes everyone free. We must demand that our children are taught once again to see America, as did Reverend Martin Luther King when he said that the founders had signed a promissory note to every future generation. Dr. King saw that the mission of justice required us to fully embrace our founding ideals. Those ideals are so important to us, the founding ideals. He called on his fellow citizens not to rip down their heritage, but to live up to their heritage. Above all, our children from every community must be taught that to be American is to inherit the spirit of the most adventurous and confident people ever to walk the face of the earth. Americans are the people who pursued our manifest destiny across the ocean, into the uncharted wilderness, over the tallest mountains, and then into the skies, and even into the stars. We are the country of Andrew Jackson, Ulysses S. Grant, and Frederick Douglass. We are the land of Wild Bill Hickok and Buffalo Bill Cody. We are the nation that gave rise to the Wright brothers, the Tuskegee Airmen, Harriet Tubman, Clara Barton, Jesse Owens, George Patton, General George Patton, the great Louis Armstrong, Alan Shepard, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali. 
and only America could have produced them all. No other place. We are the culture that put up the Hoover Dam, laid down the highways, and sculpted the skyline of Manhattan. We are the people who dreamed a spectacular dream. It was called Las Vegas in the Nevada desert, <laughs> who built up Miami from the Florida marsh, and who carved our heroes into the face of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Americans harnessed electricity, split the atom, and gave the world the telephone and the internet. We settled the Wild West, won two world wars, landed American astronauts on the moon, and one day, very soon, we will plant our flag on Mars. We gave the world the poetry of Walt Whitman, the stories of Mark Twain, the songs of Irving Berlin, the voice of Ella Fitzgerald, the style of Frank Sinatra, the comedy of Bob Hope, the power of the Saturn V rocket, the toughness of the Ford F-150, and the awesome might of the American aircraft carriers. Americans must never lose sight of this miraculous story. We should never lose sight of it. Nobody has ever done it like we have done it. So today, under the authority vested in me as President of the United States, I am announcing the creation of a new monument to the giants of our past. I am signing an executive order to establish the National Guard of American Heroes, a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans to ever live. From this night, and from this magnificent place, let us go forward united in our purpose and rededicated in our resolve. We will raise the next generation of American patriots. We will write the next thrilling chapter of the American adventure. And we will teach our children to know that they live in a land of legends, that nothing can stop them, and that no one can hold them down. They will know that in America, you can do anything, you can be anything, and together, 
we can achieve anything. Uplifted by the titans of Mount Rushmore, we will find unity that no one expected. We will make strides that no one thought possible. This country will be everything that our citizens have hoped for for so many years and that our enemies fear because we will never forget that the American freedom exists for American greatness. And that's what we have, American greatness. Centuries from now, our legacy will be the cities we built, the champions we forged, the good that we did, and the monuments we created to inspire us all. My fellow citizens, America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. This has been a great honor for the First Lady and myself to be with you. I love your state. I love this country. I'd like to wish everybody a very happy 4th of July. To all, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless our great military. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Americans of all ages, welcome to South Dakota's Mount Rushmore Fireworks Celebration. Over the decades, Mount Rushmore National Memorial has grown in fame as a symbol of America, a symbol of freedom and hope. ...and backgrounds. Tonight, we celebrate our nation's birthday with family and friends across this great land. And now, look to the sky 
high above Mount Rushmore, as we proudly present a pyro musical production, The Spirit of America. preservation of the sacred fire of liberty and the destiny of the Republican model of government are justly considered as deeply, perhaps as finally stalked, on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth of John Adams, Independence Day will be the most memorable in history. It will be celebrated with pomp and parade, bells, bonfires, and illuminations that set off tonight's celebrations here and throughout the land as a proud reminder of the greatness of our country and her people. This kind of celebration could only take place in the land of the free and the home of the brave. America, let's celebrate. Everywhere around the world, they come into America. Got a dream to take them there. They come into America. They come into America. 
If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today, cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. The spirit of America continues as we pay tribute to our nation's true superheroes. We salute the brave men and women of our armed services who are defending our freedoms around the world so that we can celebrate our independence in this great land we call America. We also recognize all of our healthcare workers and first responders. Thank you for keeping us all safe.
out tonight's show the united states air force academy band playing battle hymn of the republic
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending tonight's event. Please remain seated for the departure of the official party. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. I will see you on my next video. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.